Welcome to the Zeitgeist 19 curated podcast, exploring the spirit of now through the lens of art and sustainability. Your hosts are Farah Piria and Elizabeth Zhovkova. In this episode, we meet curator and director of Foundation RDV Zahra Khan. Zahra will talk to us about the dynamics of contemporary art scene in Pakistan, how a foundation builds its visibility internationally, as well as her experience of curating the inaugural pavilion of Pakistan, Manora Field Notes, a solo exhibition by Naiza Han at the 58th Venice Biennale in 2019. Zahra, we are extremely glad to have you here with us today. Tell us about your path of becoming a curator. How was the idea of Art DV Foundation born and how did you build its presence on the international art scene? So basically, I joined the art world shortly after I graduated from university in the States and I began working for a gallery in New York um, called Ronald Feldman Fine Arts. And it was around that time that I became very interested in art from Pakistan. And a few months or actually a year into my work there, my mother and I set up an art gallery in Islamabad called Satrang. And it gave me a really interesting foray into the art scene in Pakistan, working with young artists and slightly more established ones. And fast forward a few years, I did a master's in art history. I worked with Sotheby's. I worked in London um, at a gallery called Blaine Southern. And I was approached by Imran Qureshi and Aisha Khalid, sort of Pakistan's most prominent artists, contemporary artists at that time. And they wanted to do an exhibition in Islamabad. And they said, oh, would you like to curate it? So I had already set up a website called Project Art Divi, which had information about each of the artists that I'd worked with over the last few years, giving their bio data, images of their work, sort of giving information about them. And I decided to solidify that and turn it into an art foundation. And my mother and I both run Foundation Art Divi together. And it was sort of the next step. Its focus is really on bringing um, contemporary Pakistani art into the public arena, bringing it into contemporary, not contemporary, sorry, into national art museums within this country. Because although they have very strong modern art collections, contemporary art is still something that's not really embraced here properly, and especially not embraced by the public. And we set up Foundation Art Divi in early 2017. So this was before the beginning of the Biennale. So the Lahore Biennale hadn't happened yet. Neither had the Karachi Biennale. So it was lovely for me because for that first exhibition of Imran Qureshi and Aisha Khalid, which we titled Two Wings to Fly, Not One, and it was sort of 60 really large scale artworks, um, quite elaborately done. I had a lot of interesting people coming by. So we had the guards of the museum would come in with their families. We had children from different charity schools also coming in, students coming in, diplomats to Pakistan, you know, because Islamabad is full of diplomats. A lot of the diplomatic community would come in and giving them a chance to sort of um, interact with these artworks and really see what artists in Pakistan were up to was really nice, particularly since 
these the artists have grown up in the same country as these people have so a lot of their visuals a lot of the references that they make in their work the things that have inspired them have also been part of the lives of the viewers here so i think it was really amazing to see that connection um for me especially Zahra, you were the curator of the first Pakistani pavilion in Venice Biennial. How did you make your selection and what impact you were hoping to achieve through the exhibition? So basically, once the foundation was set up, every single year after that, I decided to do a public art exhibition. So the second exhibition was, again, younger artists in their 30s and 40s as a collateral the Lahore Biennale. And that exhibition had finished off. Everything was good and wrapped up. And I was bringing young artists from Pakistan to exhibit in London at an art gallery because I thought, oh, I'm based in London. I must keep that space. And I was considering what to do next. And I remember my mother actually texted me and said, oh, Zara, should we try for Venice? A very out of the blue casual remark. And I remember thinking, yes, why not? So I got in touch with the Venice Biennale and they told me that, look, Pakistan has never participated in an official capacity. Yeah. And I remember saying, no, that can't possibly be true. They said, no, no, it's really not in any of our records. And I thought that it was time to change that because we really do have such a strong art scene. And I felt it was a disgrace in the sense that the country wasn't represented. So I began working on what needed to be done. Um, regarding the artist, it's interesting. So Naiza Khan is the artist who I had focused on for my master's degree. And when I was thinking about what I wanted the Biennale Pavilion to look like, even before having spoken to her, I remember wanting to create a conversation that was very much um, an easy conversation for the viewers at Venice. I wanted them to look at Pakistan or look at the pavilion and think, oh, that's somewhere where I'd like to go. Or this is something that I understand. It's like walking down the street or something. And it's very like easy for me. I wanted to create a sort of conversation to make it really easy for viewers who visited the Pakistan Pavilion to feel as though they were stepping into the country to really create an immersive experience for them. And I knew that Naiza's work focused upon an island off the coast of Karachi. And I thought that was really interesting. The fact that, you know, she looked, she's looking at this very tiny little space just off of a very large metropolitan city as an example of the larger country. And it's a space that had a lot of very strong history and historical connections. Menorah, it turned out, was written about in Alexander the Great's General's Diaries. They talk about this island that they go past. It turned out that this was the space where the British first landed on when they were taking over Sindh from the Talpurs. So the space itself is steeped in, you know, sort of legend and fact and fiction. And her work there had been tracking the changes that it had gone through and looking at the local peach bill, sort of photographing them, filming them, looking at the changes of the beach over the years, little bits and pieces of her becoming immersed within the space. And when I was thinking about it, I thought, you know, rather than trying to do a survey exhibition that is not, it's not possible to represent a country in its art scene in one Biennale pavilion in one survey. I thought, why not just focus on one artist and her experiences of a very small, tiny space? Because you can't pretend to say, oh, this is what Pakistan is like. It's much easier to say, okay, no, this is what a tiny portion of the country is like and use this as a reference point and sort of draw your own conclusions about the larger country. So that's sort of what I was thinking of. And Naiza obviously was very excited and on board. 
but it was a lot to take on. And I have to say, it's funny because it's been one year since the exhibition happened. And I was just writing this Instagram post that I'd like to put up tomorrow or something. And even now, it's a little difficult for me to exactly pen down what the experience was like. Zahra, um, female identity plays an important role in Naza Khan's work. What are your thoughts on the rising voices of women in Pakistani society? I personally think Pakistan's female artists, the female female society is quite strong. Um, in many ways, it is patriarchal, the society in Pakistan. And I think that's just because of South Asia in general. But at the same time, women are accomplishing so very much. And it's not always seen properly. And I wanted to change that. So that's also why I made it a point to choose a female artist and show that no, a female curator, a female artist, they're the ones who are bringing this pavilion to Venice. And yes, her work also revolves around that much of her previous armored pieces are about female representation. Um, Yeah, it's interesting because Pakistan also had like their first female prime minister in the 90s. She was a young woman of 35 years old when she first came to be prime minister, Benazir Bhutto. She had three children, one of whom was born while she was in office. And I think we didn't highlight that enough at the time. I think maybe at that time they didn't, it was just, you know, like, oh, this is just business as usual. She didn't highlight the fact that she was, maybe she did actually, I'm not sure. But I just feel that um, women accomplish so very much every single day. And especially in the art world, actually, I felt that women are really rising very quickly. They're accomplishing as much as their male artists. But I, I somehow feel women are so maybe used to taking the back seat. I don't know, because a lot of the artists who are represented in, in internationally from Pakistan are men. So I wanted to make sure that one of the female artists who's represented internationally, whose work is super strong, who's very critically aware and accomplished, I wanted her to be on that stage. The way media represents South Asian countries often coexists with a reality we are not actually familiar with. What topics prevail in the artworks of local artists? And um, how do you think the political and social situation is affecting their work? So I think actually the political and social situation comes into their work a lot. Um, About 10 years ago, when actually more than 10 years ago, in 2008, 2009, when a lot of bomb blasts are happening, a lot of terrorist activity was happening, a lot of the work had become about that. After 9-11, also a lot of the work was about sort of the rise of, you know, the Taliban, the the kind of bomb attacks that were happening, the war that was really taking over a lot of the artwork. And what's really nice now, I think, is that it's becoming less like that. It's becoming not more mature, I think, but it is, they're looking within themselves. So other things are coming up, other more social issues are coming up, maybe the treatment of women or a lot of men are, you know, are looking at um, gay rights in their work. Those sort of things are also coming up. There are different strands. Oh, artists are making art about land, for example. Like I think now that 9-11, that period is sort of over in that sense. It's been like now tw- almost 20 years since it happened and about 10 years since the last you know, heavy attacks were happening. I think artists are also moving past that in their work and it's becoming more well-rounded. It's looking at different things. 
it's becoming more grounded in that sense as well. It's dealing with things that they encounter on a daily basis, which it always has done. But I think now it's becoming more personal to the artist. And I personally enjoy that much more. I think it's much more interesting when they're looking at their sort of mundane activities that are bothering them rather than just political events, even though that's still a part of it, obviously. Curating gives you an opportunity to learn continuously. Who are the emerging artists on your list? Um, Who would you really like to introduce to the international art scene from your region and vice versa? So I'm being quite lucky these days because I've started this series of Insta talks where I'm speaking with different artists who I think are very interesting. Um, So some of the artists who I think are very interesting are upcoming on that list. I've had the privilege of working with them through our Divi in the past as well. I love the work of um, Salman Thur, though he's not really that emerging anymore. He's an exhibition at the Whitney in uh, New York. Um, Sophia Balagambala is an artist whose work I really like. Amra Khan is another one. Uh, Abdullah Qureshi, I think his work is extremely strong. An artist named Mohsin Shafi, who I've shown several times. Uh, Suleiman Kilji's work is very interesting. And these are many artists that I've actually exhibited in London as well. Because through the work that I was doing, I was trying to create a platform for collectors and for museums and galleries to also see the work of young emerging artists, because I do feel that that Pakistani platform was missing in London. Considering the scale and visibility of your work, do you think exhibitions can make a difference? And as a curator yourself, what is your goal? What do you champion? I definitely think exhibitions can make a difference. And I really think that the Lahore Biennale and even the sort of public events that I have done in Lahore and Islamabad are proof of that. Because you do have a lot of regular people just coming in, asking questions. And whenever I do an exhibition as a curator, I make it a point to have four or five gallery guides And whoever comes in, they say, look, we can take you on a little tour around the exhibition. It has twofold um, benefits. One is that it keeps the art safe, so nobody touches anything. The second thing is that if people have questions, the guide can easily explain the work to them in their language or in English or whatever they're comfortable with. And it really helps people understand what the artist is trying to say. And I feel that that's sort of what the whole point of a curator is. You become into the median or the translator almost of the artist's work, the artwork, whatever it is, and the public audience. And I think it's really important to slowly educate people through the artwork, show them how visual representation or films or talks or whatever it is, are just ways of these artists expressing themselves and how the general public can also partake. So it's always special when you have school children coming in who don't know that you can become into an official artist and use that as a career path or a career trajectory. And somehow showing them what the artists are making, I think it's quite helpful. And I think curators really have a responsibility to expand the minds of the public in that sense and show them how much art can achieve. What are the challenges you're facing when trying to translate and communicate your concepts through the shows? And what um, challenges do you feel the artists that you work with are facing? I think for me, I like having every um, exhibition to be 
as unique as possible. So I try and pull out of the white cube spaces. I try and create it. And so the show that I just wrapped up in Lahore was at an old cinema house, an old theater house that had not been used. Um, it was sort of Lahore's first theater house called the Sagar Theater. And in the 70s, it was transformed into a cinema house. And in sort of the early, late 2012 or so, it was almost abandoned. So I curated an exhibition there. And I think that was really fun and challenging for me because I had about 16 artists and four filmmakers. And in order to create immersive spaces for the viewer, in order to make every single space into an interesting walkthrough or a journey for the viewer was quite difficult because it's not an exhibition-friendly space. In fact, nails weren't even allowed in certain aspects of it. We wanted to be very respectful towards the building itself because it was so old, but also make sure that the art was fitting within the space and, and creating a conversation. I think that's often a challenge to make sure that there is a conversation that's being created through the artworks, through the different artists that you've selected, and obviously the building. For artists, I think, using this recent show as an example, many of them really rose and um, really expanded their practice. They started dabbling in, you know, film, if they're real, like if their focus point was painting, some of them started examining other mediums to try and get their point across. And I think that can be quite um, challenging as well to really change up what you're doing and make sure that you don't get completely stuck in a certain means of making art. Because I think especially when artists become successful, sometimes it's so easy for them to think, okay, well, this is a great formula. I've struck it now. I should just keep regurgitating this or keep creating this constantly. And I think it's very brave of artists when they do keep learning and researching and developing their practice further and further and delving into different kinds of media or materials or um, expanding their sort of audience base as well in that sense. Zahra, I have uh, my last question for you. How critical it is to have Lahore Biennale in the region? It must have a great impact on contemporary art scene and the overall public. Exactly. The fact that it's happened like now twice um, in the last couple of years, it's really provided a platform that was missing. As I mentioned to you earlier, museums are not really looking at contemporary art here properly. So it's difficult for artists. Okay, they've done a gallery show. Now what's after that? Luckily, the Biennale has provided a platform for them to then showcase something else. It's brought in a lot of international artists as well that really picks up and raises the caliber of the scene because local artists see, you know, many of them haven't been able to travel around the world like we have. Many of them haven't, you, know, you see pictures online, you see videos online, but it's very difficult, uh, different from seeing the work in person. So I think for the local public, for students, for even aspiring artists or practicing artists to be able to connect properly and immerse yourself within a real live in front of you artwork is a very different experience. And I think that really opened up the eyes of the general public as well. What's even cooler, by the way, is that they used a lot of um, buildings that had been left empty, that hadn't been touched since British times. There was a planetarium that kids used to, sorry, adults used to go to when they were younger, but for the last 20 years, nobody had gone there in Lahore. And finally, through the Biennale, they did an entire installation there. And that really revived it. I also think, I mean, not to keep 
bringing up Venice constantly, but I do think that even the the Biennale Pavilion that I was able to do, I think that also provides artists a chance to move forward and further because there is then in, they feel that there's institutional backing for the arts and they feel, okay, you know what? The government did agree to create a pavilion at Venice and now we are on par with other countries of the world. Pakistan is represented and I think that's important for artists to realize that there is a step beyond just local institutions, local galleries, or even international galleries, that there's an opportunity for them to really showcase on this international stage and have their work seen by hundreds and thousands of people. I think that Pakistan has a lot of exceptional artists and it is very, very important that all of their voices make it to Venice. Well, this is a truly beautiful way to finish our conversation. Thank you so much, Zahra, for your time and for your insights into the art scene of Pakistan. All the best. <laughs>